Dan Horn, uh, writer and newly anointed editor at uh, ComicBookBin.com. Um, today I am joined by Editor-in-Chief Hervé Saint-Louis, uh, as usual, and uh, today our guests are Eric Hendricks and Michael Nelson, uh, two guys that work, uh, well, I've been following these guys since uh, they were doing creator-owned stuff, uh, self-publishing, and um, putting out a self-publisher ne- Nexus uh, PDF magazine. Um, but now, Eric, you are the vice. Let me let me see if I can get your. <laughs> it changes. <laughs> it changes every week. Huh? <laughs> it's um, the vice president of publishing for our company. Okay, great. You have a very fluid title, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> and uh, Michael is a very talented and accomplished artist. Um, and you guys have uh, a new graphic novel, which just came out, um, Sideshows. Because uh, when, when exactly did Sideshows come out? It came out. Uh, a week or two ago? Well, it's kind of a, you know, it's a long story, but the short version is it debuted at San Diego Comic-Con last year. Okay. And then it, it had official Diamond release. Uh, it was supposed to be in February, but Diamond ended up pushing it to March, uh, the middle of March, because we had a poster that shipped with it, and they wanted to make sure everything shipped together, so it really ended up being mid-March when it hit comic book stores and stuff. Okay, very cool. So, uh, what... I guess one of the things that I've been um, wondering is there's, there's kind of like a uh, <laughs> a gap between when I was reading your stuff from Carpet Bomb Comics and um, your stuff from Arcana. So how is how is what's that? Was that a sneeze? That was my kid. He ran down here. Oh okay. <laughs> um, I think we lost someone. Did we? Did yeah. we lose Michael? I'm still here. Uh, uh, did we lose Eric then? Eric, are you still here? Looks like his connection got lost, maybe. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> Ouch. This is, this is how we do uh, product placement for Skype, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to have to restart the well, I guess. Because it said there's a problem with his with a phone call. Uh, okay, he's back, I think. <laughs> Eric, are you back? Are you back, Eric? Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted everything got quiet really quick, and then my computer said, not responding. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> segue back into this. Uh, Skype, dropping your call since 2001. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, there, there's a gap between um, what I was following you guys when you were with Carpet Bomb Comics uh, up until the point um, where you guys were publishing with uh, Arcana. What, what, how exactly did you guys get hooked up with um, Arcana Comics? Um, well... Uh, we can kind of blame SP Nexus for that because we were working on the magazine um, and at the same time we were sending out submission packages to publishers and Arcana bit on several projects all at once. Oh, cool. 
And then they found out that A, we were working on this magazine SP Nexus, and B, Michael is an amazingly talented graphic designer. Yeah. So they said, hey, we need some help with this magazine that we're starting up, Arcana Magazine, which ended up becoming Zadura. So while we were working on Zadura Magazine, behind the scenes, we were finishing all these various projects, and things take time, you know? So we we never stopped working on books. It's just a matter of, um, you know, since Arcana does primarily graphic novels, waiting for everything to be completely finished before it can hit the market. Mm -hmm. So uh, where is Zadura uh, now? Is it still something that you guys are working on, or...? No comment. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's still out there someplace. Um, I, I kind of somewhere along the line. <laughs> well, it, it became a time a time thing, and and yeah. Michael was the first one to to point out to me because I I, I refuse to recognize the fact that people need to sleep. Uh, so you know, Michael was pointing out that you know I don't have time to do this and sideshows and all these other things we have going on, and I just kind of realized that the same thing that we spent about a year and a half focusing on Zadura, and as a result, all of our projects were getting delayed and 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 stuff. And I went from you know writing hundreds and hundreds of pages of script one year to writing like forty pages of script the next year, and that just didn't really work for me. And drawing wise, I mean, I don't. How did that affect you with drawing, Michael? Oh, it was just—it was such a huge time sink, and then such a—you know—all my talent, all my—you know—energy was going into that. I didn't have any energy left to then go and draw some pages at night. <laughs> I bet. I mean, a full-time job too, and it's like it was just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're full-time comic oh. book industry people. <laughs> <laughs> full-time professionals. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anybody about the the day job. <laughs> That's cool. I, I guess um, I never really got to read a whole lot of um, your your work on Zadora, but I remember from SP Nexus, you guys had a, a really cool, almost uh, underground vibe going on. You guys were talking about comics, but you were also talking about uh, the indie music scene and uh, other crazy stuff. And it was, uh, I mean, is it still something you guys would be interested in revisiting somewhere down the line? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, it, the magazine became everything that we were passionate about is what we wanted to cover. And yeah. it translated <laughs> into Zadura as well. We just had access to a larger talent pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we were able to do interviews with pretty much anybody we wanted. And DC was working with us. Marvel was a little bit harder to get interviews from, but we still managed to get some. But we were getting talent from major publishers talking to us, and um, it's just a matter of, do you want to spend all your creative energies promoting other? This is actually this is Michael's quote. Do we want to spend all of all of our energy promoting other people's book or our own? Isn't that what you yeah. said, Michael? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just sort of, you realize one day, like we're spending all this time and we're just promoting other people's work, and we're not getting any of our own done. Yeah. And really- yes, I still do marketing for Arcana. And I promote other people's books, but it's for the benefit of the publisher as a whole, which in return benefits me as an individual creator as well. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, I, I have passion for publishing and creation more than I have passion for um, writing articles. I mean, I can do it. I would, you know, I would do it again if if I had the time, but not at the level that I was. No way. Gotcha. 
Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, sideshows. Um, do you want to tell our listeners um, a little bit about the book and uh, how it came about, and um, if there's anything coming in the future for sideshows? I know you got a ton of other stuff you're working on, but um, uh, we'll get into that first, I guess. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> uh, uh, short story, uh, driving to Vegas late one night, and uh, everybody in the car fell asleep except for me. Uh, the idea for some of the characters of sideshows kind of started popping in my head, and uh, I prodded my wife awake and asked her to start texting me some of the ideas and um, got to the hotel in Vegas. And, and just you know for the, for the time setting, uh, we go to Vegas a lot with my wife's grandfather, and he has been going to Vegas since like the 50s. So a lot of great history there that I, that I, can, I can tap into. So I got to the hotel room that night, and I think by the next morning, uh, Michael and I were emailing back and forth within a few days. Was it 19 pages of notes, Michael, within just a few days? That sounds about right. We kind of... Sketches and all that. Yep. Yeah, I just went crazy on that one right away. <laughs> That's awesome. It's good to... Uh, <laughs> it's nice when that inspiration just kind of blows up in your face, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it's frustrating because it only happens like once a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, um, explain so, the premise. Oh, go ahead, Irving. Yeah, um, I was a bit surprised because when I saw your contacts, it says that you guys are from the U.S. And I remember Arcana as a Vancouver-based company. So I guess, um, I guess it's a new Arcana, not the old Arcana, right? <laughs> you guys it's are part of Arcana. the new, right? Yeah, Ar Arcana is based out of, out of Vancouver. I live in San Diego. Okay. And uh, Michael hey, like lives out in Minnesota. Wow. Um, so yeah, so despite the fact that it's it's a uh, it's a Canadian based okay. company, the creators are from everywhere, everywhere. Okay. Well, Minnesota's Minnesota's Canada, right? Yeah, close close enough. Close yes, enough. Close enough. <laughs> you're a heck of a lot closer than me. <laughs> yeah, you're a San Diego guy. I uh, that kind of slipped my mind. <laughs> right? You're are you still in? Um, San Diego, I know you had just moved recently. Or you oh, yeah, about... yeah. We just moved a few miles from where we were. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just a little bit closer to the coast. Easier uh, drive to, to nice. San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Um, something that's interesting uh, for me, um, the last few years, Arcana has been buying the rights of uh, a lot of other companies. Like, uh, I know they bought this, a lot of stuff from IDW. And other smaller, well, small, I guess, mid-level publishers. Um, do you guys know anything about that? Is well, the, the two big ones that have happened are, uh, the first one, I think, was Devil's Due. Yeah, sorry, I said uh, IDW, sorry. Devil's yeah, Due. yeah. Sorry. Um, and we, we got uh, Core, um, Mercy Sparks, um, and a couple of other ones. I can't remember which ones they are right now, but uh, that was part of it. And then recently, we picked up part of the Blue Water catalog. Okay, mm. yeah, the fiction and, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And Blue Water hasn't gone anywhere; they're still around. So I, I, I'm, I'm required by corporate corporate to say that. No, uh, they, they haven't. I, I see they're making stuff. I see their Sarah Palin comics all the time, so I know they haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> well, they're still they're still doing fiction as well. You'll see a lot of their licensed stuff, like Logan's Run and some some of the other yeah. Newer yeah it's not that I'm promoting Blue Water, but you know, yeah. I just want to mention they're not gone. Yeah. We just picked up some of their stuff. 
And then there's other stuff going on too that, you know, I hear about. There have been other smaller publishers that we've picked up properties from. See, I can say we. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. you're becoming corporate now. Hey, hey they, they outsource car, uh, to Carpet Bomb Comics for a lot of their stuff. So, oh, wow, really? <laughs> right, Michael? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Outsourcing to the United States for a change. Yes. We just have to learn how to say hey. Hey. <laughs> I can't say hey. <laughs> yeah, Hervé is a. Canadian francophone, born yes. and bred. <laughs> yeah, I I, but, uh, I can tell by the accent aigu that there yeah. must be a French Canadian. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do they what do they outsource to Carpet Bomb? Just designing and uh, oh, I, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I just say because um, you know I work. I'm I'm Sean, the owner of Arcana's right hand man. Yeah. And and any time that there's something that that I can think of, it's it's like, well, Michael can do that. I mean, because okay. Michael is, is very versatile. I mean, he, he letters. Um, I, I always tell people he's twice as fast and twice as good as me on on lettering. It's, it's that graphic design background. Um, so there's there's that, and and then um, we're starting to do some of the editing and also um, pre-pressing some of the books. And then I'm also project managing some of other people's books, that kind of stuff, signing contracts and that kind of those kinds of things. So I, I say Carpet Bomb Comics because it's just I think it's, it's funny. Yeah. Let's just do with Michael, them. right? So. <laughs> You've been doing quite a bit of marketing for them too, as well. That's why I'm old. My old title, yeah. marketing and promotions. I still do all the same stuff. I just do more. <laughs> That's how I can afford this big house I live in. It's like a seven-bedroom, seven, seven um, you know, three-story house right on the beach in, in uh, Oceanside, California. And I wish. You're kidding, you're yeah. kidding me. <laughs> oh, <heck. laughs> I know what those things go for, man. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like $30 million for like a yeah. two-bedroom house on the beach. <laughs> oh, you could get a, a one-bedroom bungalow for a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. San Diego. <laughs> we're only here. We're only here because you have the best conventions. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm assuming you guys are going to be at a at the con, right? Yes. I don't know. You don't. <laughs> you don't no. know. <laughs> you kind of have to be there, don't you? You're required by your contract with Arcana. By law. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm running the booth. I guess I have to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll be there. Well, you're the you're the vice president of uh, miscellany, so I'm I'm, I'm the v, VP of um, what was it, Michael? VP of omniscience? I don't know. A VP of <laughs> he thinks of more creative ones than I do. VP of whatever Sean needs today. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Michael Michael has the best um, creative vocabulary. He cusses. He can come up with the most creative cuss words on the planet. So you know. If you ever need to add a little bit of vulgarity into something, check with Michael. He can come up with something that works. Hmm. Awesome. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> in case there's a family-friendly audience out there, you know who to ask. <laughs> so as for your stuff that you, you did with Carpet Bomb, I mean, uh, Michael, I loved your work on, on, on Vent and uh, Skip Tracers. Skip Tracers was another uh, yeah. interesting book. And, um, you know, as far as the stuff that you guys uh, wrote back then, uh, Eric, you did uh, Faction, which actually won, like, the Small uh, Press Award, didn't it? Small Press Idol 2009. That's actually how Michael and I met originally, oh, okay. Small Press yeah. Idol. 
2009. Yeah, faction hasn't gone away, and actually Citizens hasn't gone away either. Okay. Um, we just had, uh, let's say, a little bit of a problem keeping an artist uh, dedicated to finishing it. <laughs> um, so the idea is we're just kind of rebooting it, and uh, we're going to do them as Arcana books. And we already have artists that are working on both of them. Awesome. That was my question. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know when they'll be finished. Um, you know, I, I'm really happy with artists we have working on the things now. Mm -hmm. And uh, to, to give you an idea, just consider Carpet Bomb Comics our IP home. Okay. So, you know, we share what, we're, what we may be working on, but most likely it'll be published by Arcana because it's not much of a stretch for me to get something published by Arcana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, you know, Vent in, in particular, um, get Michael to, you know, buckle down and get that thing written, and either he draws it or we find some crazy person to draw it and get that out there in front of people because it's cool. Uh, Michael's got to draw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one I want to revisit and sort of reimagine it and start from scratch. But mm -hmm. it's such a cool idea. We were actually talking about something um, last week, Herve and I. Um, about a Malaysian book you were reading, Herve, called uh, User. Yeah. And that 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 actually reminded me of um, the concept for Vent. It's oh, yeah? uh, kind of like an immersive MMORPG in the future. Okay. Kind of, kind of like uh, what you had going on in Vent. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm about eighty eight percent sure that every idea out there in some way was taken from yeah. Carbon Bomb Comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have I know. They have your they have your phone lines tapped. I'm pretty sure. Exactly. I'm sure. No, no. They're just watching Michael and my IMs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't been wearing my tinfoil hat either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the vent thing that's funny. I saw Google's coming out with these Google glasses. They're called, and it's essentially yeah. like that. Your core idea is the same thing. This augmented reality. You, you should sue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Eric is the vice president of uh, attorneys in Arcana too. So. <laughs> yes, I know lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is kind of funny because you see things like that, like that happen where technology um, syncs up with ideas you may have, and it's just a matter of taking the idea and augmenting it to either embrace or add upon technologies that are already there. So it's it is something that Michael and I talk about a lot as as far yeah. as various ideas that might be on the back burner and, oh, crap, this just came out or, or whatever, mm -hmm. um, without going into details because you haven't asked this question yet. We actually have one book um, that we've been working on since 2009, and a book came out oh, about two years ago or a year and a half ago that wasn't completely dissimilar, mm -hmm. and it was a bit frustrating because they hit the market first, yeah. but we probably had the idea first. So, But we're still going to do it, and it's different enough, but it's just kind of you know, it's one of those cases where you don't want to read the other book because you don't want to, you don't want it to be said you were influenced by it in any way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it happens. Per Perfect. What's what's that crazy academic term for that um, global? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the the morpho morphologic field. Is that tapping into the collective unconscious. Yeah, the yeah, dreaming, pretty much. something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So like when they talk morphogenic, about morphogenic. Yeah, morphogenic. Yeah. The morphogenic, morphogenic. So when they talk about like uh, science fiction being prescient of uh, actual technologies that are being developed, I guess you can sort of refer to that uh, theory of the morphogenic field and say, well, 
you know, maybe those people were directly influenced by that idea and, and didn't even realize it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's like having all the, the ideas in the cloud and people just grab them from the cloud. And yeah. sometimes people grab at the same time or almost. Wait, are you, are you comparing the collective unconscious to Google Docs? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Google Cloud. Google Cloud, yeah. 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 It's a signal to me that we're on to something when we see similar ideas elsewhere. It's like, oh, we've tapped into something. And so we either, you know, either give up on the idea and let it go or we just amp it up and make it our own and just go ahead with it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter if someone, I mean. I mean, most of the stuff people have already done already. So, you know. Right. Oh, that oh, you, you'd be surprised. I mean, there, there. It's, it's not always about completely original ideas. It's about an original approach. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's. I, I don't think that anything that we've ever done or will ever do will end up as cookie cutter, because mm -hmm. we've, we've, you know, we've both read so much and seen so much. Uh, um, gosh, the horrors. No. Uh, <laughs> that you know, I, I think you can't help but come up with different approaches to things with how kind of odd. Well, I'm odd. I don't know what Michael thinks he is. I know I'm odd. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty odd. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, just just from um, sideshows. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, there have been things you know similar uh, uh, done before, but it's just such a unique and cool perspective on superhumans. And I mean, one of the things that kind of blows me away is Michael's art on the book. It's kind of really abstract you know like it's not something that you're like okay i'm gonna read a book about superheroes in las vegas and you open it up and it's like this impressionist uh crazy menagerie you know and it just kind of like blows your mind <laughs> so i mean the the whole book is kind of like a, a a trip you know because it's not anything that you'd expect uh just from hearing the premise awesome that's good to hear yeah, yeah, I sort of, sort of took, you know, some of my influences, um, like uh, Sean Phillips and uh, Ben Templesmith, and I just sort of mashed yeah. them together with my style. <laughs> I needed something, you know, I had all this other stuff going on, like we were talking about, so I needed a style that I could do quickly, so I went with a more impression, impressionistic style. So that's where that came from. That's cool. I could definitely see Templesmith in, like, the uh, the palette you used and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it, it's a cool book. And there's a, there's so many lines in that book that uh, you know from Eric that I was like, damn it, I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> like, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's an oh, impressive thing, you know. <laughs> speak, speaking of that whole collective unconscious thing or, or other ideas you see, I was extremely extremely annoyed uh, Comic Con 2009 because we had been working on sideshows for a few months at that point. Was that's that's right, Michael? Right? It was it was um yeah, yeah. it had to be in 2009. Yeah. I was at Comic-Con 2009 passing out flyers for Faction and Small Press Idol, mm -hmm. trying to get people to vote for Faction. And um, then I, I saw there was a Heroes booth, and they announced that they had, like, circus freaks in the next season coming up of, of, of uh, Heroes. I was so pissed off because I thought Ouch. that people were going to, you know, think that we stole the idea from Heroes or something. Yeah. But it turned out to be, you know, I mean, it was it was a great idea that was – not handled in an outstanding manner yeah. on on the hero side of things. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I was worried. I was worried. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, heroes handled a lot of things. <laughs> uh, you know, unfortunately, 
kind of poorly, I guess, <laughs> towards the end there. <laughs> yeah, the easiest way to summarize it is could have been better. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, so, Eric, you've got a, a ton of other stuff coming out. Um, what are we... Uh, I mean, do you want to talk about uh, some of that stuff a little bit? Uh, yeah, actually, it's, it's I and we, because um, around the... Yeah, exactly. There, when Michael and I started talking a lot in 2009, what happened was even before he ended up joining in on Faction after his own title uh, didn't make it through one of the rounds in Small Press Idol, and he, he hopped on to help with colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, we were already talking by that point about different ideas. And I, I can't even tell you how many different – I could probably look at my pen drive and tell you, but there's so many ideas that came up from all those IMs back and forth uh, during that period of time. So um, – my initial contracts with Arcana were solely uh, my ideas. By you know, within a few months, uh, mine and Michael's ideas ended up in there. And at some point here, Michael's ideas are going to be in at, at Arcana as well. It's just a timing awesome. uh, thing. So this yeah. year, um, so Sideshows came out last month mm-hmm. in September. Uh, there's a book I wrote called The Evil Tree coming out. Uh, drawn by Swedish artist Daniel Tholen, who contributed to that book Fubar. They hit the New York mm-hmm. Times bestsellers. Yes, just um, beautiful artwork. I, I I love his stuff. It's it's different, and it's mm-hmm. it's it is one hundred percent not the approach I originally had thought of for the Evil Tree. But mm-hmm. when he started drawing it, I said, okay, this is it. So um, that's coming out in um, September. So that'll be in previews in July. Uh, in October, we have Champions of the Wild Weird West which is a 100% collaborative idea between Michael and I. And uh, basically, we came up with the, the premise and wrote the synopsis. And then I started writing the script, and I got sidetracked. And then Michael just kind of took it, took it and ran with it and, <laughs> and uh, you know, stuck with, the, with what we had come up with but added mm-hmm. elements that I wouldn't have thought of. Um, so that's October and uh, November, I'm, I can't keep track of my months for some reason. In November, we have Deadly Harvest, which, um, yeah, looking forward to that one. And um, I'm not going to butcher his last name, but the artist's name, he's from Greece. His name is Giannis. Uh, the artist of Champions of Wild Weird West is George Kambadias, I believe is how you say his last name, another Greek artist. Mm-hmm. And then in December, we're going to have another one that's a we. Michael had an idea. I had an idea. We decided to Voltron it, and it became the book. Mm-hmm. And um, that is coming out in December, and that's Amanda Rachel's. Who, um, if if you follow self-publishing at all, she is the artist from uh, Clown Town. Okay. Um, so she's drawing that. Small press alumni. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were in Small Press Idol in 2009, and then I was a judge in Small Press Idol in 2010, and Michael was um, was uh, the P- is, what the um, running commentary during the competition, adding in his two cents on things because, well, people mm. like hearing what they're doing wrong, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's 2012. And there's a lot of stuff beyond that. Wow. Wow. So oh, a lot. actually, there's one more thing I forgot about. Intrinsic. Oh, yeah. Um, so on Free Comic Book Day, I don't know why I forget that one. On Free Comic Book Day, Intrinsic number one comes out as our as our Canon's Free Comic Book Day book. Okay. And originally, I was not uh, involved, and then I was brought into the fold. So the first issue, I'm the quote-unquote third writer, and I lettered on. Issue two, which will come out in July, um, I um, 
am kind of the primary writer. Issues three and four, I'm the primary writer on. I'm actually writing the script for issue three right now, as we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's intrinsic as well. It's actually Arcana's first foray into a monthly uh, for the first time in several years. Yeah, there was a couple of years ago, Arcana tried to do uh, some kids' comic. There was those creatures. The Gwai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was supposed to be a monthly, right? It was. It was just going to be a mini series, just like Intrinsic is going to be a mini series. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, there, there's a whole methodology behind their whole logic to why trades over single issues, but I won't bore you. <laughs> why? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Come on, come on. I, I I know that we're all comic book geeks here, but I'm I'm sure that not everybody's going to want to hear it. <laughs> we we talk about the the industry minutia quite a bit on this show. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Actually, last week we had a primer. Maybe we should, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, last week, I don't know if you guys listened to last week's podcast, but uh, we... we... We outlined the... Well, Hervé outlined the, <laughs> the, strategy, the strategy of buying up Comixology uh, to get a, <laughs> a stranglehold on pop culture. <laughs> do, you, do you have money to invest? I, I've got some property I can sell you someplace. <laughs> Actually, no, Comixology is a good deal if you're Amazon, Netflix, or one of those guys. Or yeah, even Facebook. Sense. Yeah. If someone has the disposable you know, income and, and wants to throw it out there to increase their own stranglehold, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the, the reasoning that Herbie had behind it was that they're signing all these exclu- uh, exclusivity deals with uh, uh, like publishers. Arcea and other publishers. And same so, day or adv- in advance in digital. Yeah. 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 So, you're, you're you're purchasing um, you know certain rights to these books. Um, not saying that Comicsology has any sort of um, you know not that they're innovating or anything like that, or that they're going to be around for you know much more. They're than not going to be around for long. <laughs> but <laughs> they're going to be um, bought up quickly. Yeah, hey, Arcana Arcana has a, a Comicsology app that's that's run on that engine. So yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, most publishers you're do afraid <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you of course it's published. not on android hmm. yeah really really just on the arcana one is just on oh just uh, yeah apple yeah well still be afraid that's all that matters apple <laughs> no <laughs> no android <laughs> i am pc and i'll stay that way of course <laughs> skype crashed <laughs> yeah so uh yeah well i've got some opinions about what they're trying to do um the whole point of comiXology is not to sell as many comics digitally as possible it's to have a roster of licenses that then they become attractive because they have all those contracts with publishers and then they can sell themselves to uh, the highest bidder uh who wants original content and publishers like arcana Sorry, uh, because of uh, some of the contractuals, I'm not exactly familiar with how Comixology contracts, uh, how the contract work. But if if they are smart, they will make sure that they have the first dibs on anything digital that you guys produce, which means that effectively you guys become a farm, content farm for original content for Comixology. Therefore, you're quite interesting to a Netflix, a Facebook, an Amazon who needs original content. Uh, even if it's in comic book form, 
um, it could be extended somehow to some clause. Let's say, well, oh, this series is interesting. How about if we had a pilot, uh, a webcast series pilot based on this premise and so on? Could be a well, the, the thing there, though, is um, like Arcana does not have an exclusive. Um, yeah. But also, good. Th- these places good. aren't getting rights. That's good. They're getting digital publishing rights, as in they get X percentage of digital sales. They don't actually own any of the intellectual property. That goes for any publisher. They don't. Um, no, no. Uh, but they, do they have first dibs on everything digital? Um, no. No? You, basically, I mean, it, I'm sure it's different with, with various publishers. But okay. like for us, we kind of arrange to get everything. Uh, it's all a matter of timing. We're trying to get everything digitally up at about the same time. You might send one email to find five emails to five different digital distributors uh, the same day, and it's just a matter of who ends up getting it up first. I, I think that's it, how it is with a lot of publishers. With the ones that have the same day digital and print, um, things would be a little bit different. Um, exclusive contracts would be different and stuff. But again, none of them have rights. I mean, in a, in a if you're looking at a purely digital publisher that's taking intellectual properties and developing them for a digital medium, they're likely going to have some stake in the rights. When you're looking at a print publisher printing digitally or distributing digitally, the print publisher is more likely to have the rights than anybody else. Okay. And otherwise, they're just the di- digital one is just getting percentage of digital sales that they get. That's it. Okay. I still think that there's something... <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go and poke a bunch of holes in your... No, your no, there. no, I was talking about the the exclusive deal that some companies have now with them. You're uh, saying even though they don't own the, the property, they own the digital distribution rights. So yes. if somebody wants it digitally, they have to go to Comixology. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like HBO, Cinemax, and all those other yeah. ones. Yeah, and that's a good deal. Sure. If, you're, if you're Netflix or Amazon or even Facebook, that's... Comixology is the perfect company for you. Oh, well, we get it eight weeks sooner than this other place. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if you can manage to buy them first, well, yeah. So I, I was that's that's what I was talking about. More the platform part, not the actual content. Owning the content that's a little bit more complicated. But just having a portfolio that says, "Well, I've got X, Y, Z publishers working with me." This is the value that they actually draw. Uh, as opposed to the real value being how many copies of digital comics they sell every week. I don't think that for them, that's a lot of value, value in that. Uh, I don't no, think... they, they win by attrition. I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a lot of little sales. So no one publisher is going to make a killing except for, I mean, big publishers. No one's going to make a killing off of digital sales, but the digital distributor is making money hand over fist because of, you know, because they're getting everything from everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, the same, it's the same way a publisher wins uh, because an individual title might not sell a huge amount, but when you spread it across hundreds of titles, it, it, it adds up. Are we talking about the long tail? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Or the 80-20 rule? Oh, yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 20% of the books make 80% of the money. Yep, and 80% of the books make 20% of the money. Okay. 80-20 works for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're, in the, I guess, technically everything's a 99 and the 1 now. But let's not get into politics. There's one place where Michael and I don't always agree is politics. That's right. We just don't even bring it up. 
Não. O que é não é about politics? That's alright. I'd rather talk about comics than just be subversive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that. But yeah, uh, speaking of, su of subversive content, <laughs> um, are we going to be uh, seeing any more updates on things like um, Doc Immortalis and uh, the other web content that you guys have at Carpet Bomb or Doc Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about old Doc a lot lately. I've been thinking about reimagining that one too. Yeah. Um, thinking about even rebranding it, renaming it, and just taking all those ideas, all those conspiracy ideas, and putting it into a whole new adventure spin. Mm -hmm. so, it's on my list. I made a list the other day of projects I want to work on. And it was like eight or nine things. So. Oh it's... God, I, I can't think that far ahead anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what about stuff like Cade, which is an old uh, Arcana series? Yep. Uh, is that one still alive? Oh, yeah. Kate oh, yeah? has a, about a book a year, and actually Kate is one of the members of the intrinsic team as well. I mean, Kate is where Arcana began. Yeah. So you can't have an event, uh, something like intrinsic, go on without uh, without Kate. Okay. But it, uh, Kate just had uh, Morning Sun come out. Um, uh, is it this month? I could look it up, but I, I, don't, okay. I, don't, I don't want to. Uh, I did. I did a schedule now too for Arcana. Go figure. Uh, yeah, I don't know it is, but it's it's out. Wow. <laughs> This year was that. And there was one last year. There's there's one about it about every year of Kate, and I know that uh, Sean is already working on the next one. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, yeah Kate is old. I mean, because that's the first comic from Arcana I probably read. Yep. Uh, and that was way back in 2005. Oh boy. <laughs> yes, comic book game was there in 2005 also. Gosh, it might have been before that. I don't know. Uh, oh, 2005 probably makes sense. That, that could have been when the miniseries was coming out, 2004, uh, 2005. Well, I know because, uh, I mean, he sent us actually, he actually sent us a bunch of books ah. uh, way back. So that's why, that's how I know Arcana from so from so long ago. That's crazy. I don't I don't think I realized that you guys were that young of a company. It's uh, uh, pretty incredible. You guys have kind of uh, made it a long way in a in a short amount of time, in comic years, you know? <laughs> well, you know, and uh, along those same lines, I mean, Arcana has made some great strides in, in how long they've been around. I yeah. think part of it's become Sean, because Sean came from the industry. Mm -hmm. um, he was already working for another publisher before he made uh, Arcana. Okay. Um, so that's, that's you know, I think he had a leg up with that. Um, and he had a lot of great ideas to, to start, and yeah. you know, he managed to take the ball and run with it. I mean, I... I, I did a, um, a project for one of my classes a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I still, I still take classes. Uh, and uh, I, I put out everything that I've done, comic book-wise, um, since 2009. Eric, just a yeah. second. I think you, you're going robotic on us. I, it, it, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's all the piece of yours. <laughs> uh, uh, I switched uh, internet companies when I moved. So, yeah. Um, um, nothing's ever predictable. What happens when... a stuff goes robotic i have to shut down everything and call everyone again sorry about that is it okay uh no no it's gonna get only worse i mean robotic uh, every podcast at this uh, well not just us i mean even other people that podcast have the same robotic problem all the time with skype it's skype let's do some advertising <laughs> for skype uh, <laughs> so i'm just gonna call everyone again just so we take care of the robotic issue i'm sorry about that no problem okay Hello? 
Okay, sorry about that. I mean, the robotic <laughs> issue is a known Skype bug. So, um, you were saying you're taking classes and you're oh, working on yeah. a project. I, I did this assignment for a class. It was a stupid PowerPoint presentation thing, but basically I had to do a hypothetical resume. And I just decided, okay, well, I'm going to list out my experience in the comic book industry. And I wrote out all the things that, you know, since 2009 uh, that I've done. And I kind of had to shake my head at it, realizing, you know, in just three years, just how far you can come. Because, uh, you know, it's just my original ideas came up and started coming up in November of 2008. Um, and then, you know, from November 2008 to April of 2012. And, uh, yeah, just kind of weird thinking about how many steps you can take in that time. Oh, that's yeah. good. Uh, what about you, Michael? How long have you been uh, working in comics and uh, design? Um, I've been a designer for ooh, 15 years. Um, and I've always been an artist. I've been you know, diddling with comics when I, uh, since, since junior high, even grade school, you know, doing really clumsy, crappy ones. And um, <laughs> worked with a buddy of mine for many years to try and get a comic made. And, and uh, we get could never quite do it. And so uh, Dan talked about the Skip Tracers. That was like the first comic I ever finished, and that was about 2008. Um, so that was that was a really cool experience just to actually finish it. And then So Skip Tracers was your first comic, huh? Yeah, it was the first Jeez. one we you know, started that's, to finish. That's pretty impressive for a first uh, well, thanks. completed project. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that book. and. Uh, <laughs> that's another one I tend to revisit too but uh, awesome awesome I would yeah, definitely and, and not, not to interrupt Michael here but keep in mind too we talk about Michael as an artist but I, mm -hmm. the way I see it Michael is a writer that draws yeah, yeah not an artist that writes because I mean <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a writer I can't even do stick figures but he does both <laughs> I, I, um, I, I count on writing and stick his, figures right yeah, exactly. <laughs> I count on him more for for the writing stuff because you know he has all the off he has a lot of off the wall ideas. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's yeah. the best thing I learned from Eric is the carpet bomb approach, where you know yes. instead of focusing all my energy on one idea and doing all this artwork, I'm able to write you know three or four books and get more stuff out there and expand my repertoire. So yeah. it's been a really great relationship. Him and I, you know, bouncing these ideas off each other and growing in that respect as a writer, too, and having him help me out. Awesome. So he you loves guys, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like brothers from another mother. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> so then, a year later, you guys met at Small Press Idol. Yeah. Or met through Small Press Idol? Well, how does how does that work exactly? I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I have in my... I have, like, an award show... Um, that I have pictured in my head. <laughs> Presenting the winner yeah. of Small Press Idol 2009. Is there a Simon? Every, everybody's in tuxedos. Yes, exactly. Is there like a Simon, a, a Randy, and a, what's her name, Paula, or whatever? Yeah, oh, my gosh. A Jadel? Actually, there was. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. There, wow. are, there are judges. There's kind of a moderator. Mm -hmm. And um, it's all people from within the self-publishing community. So the year that we did it, it was um, a guy who was in the competition the year before, and then a couple people that had been kind of in the small press community for a number of years, and 
involved here and there. So they just kind of critique things and stuff. And I learned a lot from a lot of people in that community. Um, I, I feel like we got to leg up, basically learn what you can from, from the community, but don't get, um, don't feel limited by a, how do you put it? Because, uh, I mean, I, I love a lot of those guys to death, but don't limit yourself to a certain type of book. Don't say, I only want to write small press. I only want to write indie. I only want to write mainstream. You write. You draw. You do what you do, and you see where, where the cards fall. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, that's, that's how that was. You have different rounds of the competition, and the judges um, kind of have their say in the first round. And I think they kind of decided who made it from the first round to the second round. And then votes started coming into the picture, um, and you had people voting um, on the different projects. So, so sort cool. of, sort of the progress of a you know making a book. You start with character concepts and synopsises, and then you you blow it up into you do a few. What do we do? Like three pages or something? Or yeah, and I just remember book? one of the judges hated faction with a passion. <laughs> hated it. Really? Yep. Same guy comes to me now sometimes and talks about the fact that, uh, you know, like he needs a leg up. It's like, I remember you hated my guts in 2009, and I bet you still hate my guts. <laughs> but then, burn that bridge, huh? what's the difference between, uh, you guys, men you mentioned, uh, Eric, uh, indie versus small press. Is What's the difference? Is there any? Uh, yeah, small press is basically, I, I consider small press self-publishing. Actually, wait, no. I consider small press either self-publishing and or working with a publisher that does not have um, what I would consider a significant distribution deal. Um, Haven, now that Haven's gone, basically, if you're not distributing through Diamond or you don't have some sort of crazy deal with a humongous um, book distributor, you're small press. Okay. And it's not an insult. In, in any means, because we've done it. Um, but un until there's a better option out there, and like Steve Niles is working with Epitaph Records to come up with another option to augment Diamond. So that's that's good. So maybe that'll be another option out there. But right now, if you're not with Diamond or some other arrangement that gets you mass exposure, you're small press. And you're yeah, indie I, if you're with Diamond. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I, I say Diamond. There are other distribu uh, distribution companies out there that deal just in, like, retail chain bookstores and stuff. Okay. Um, and some comic book stores only order books from those places. Um, but, you know, that's usually when you're dealing in trades, not in single issues. So with single issues, it's pretty much right now Diamond or nothing. Okay. Why, why do you think that Dodd-Frank has not been invoked <laughs> pertaining to uh, Diamond distribution, you know? It seems like uh, I don't know. It's it's odd to think about, you know, that there's only one uh, viable option. <laughs> you know, I, I think if if we were still in the heyday of mm -hmm. of uh, of comic book sales of of the '90s, if we were still getting those numbers and raking yeah. in that kind of money, then they mm -hmm. might look at it and say, you know what, you thou hast a monopoly, thou must divide. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but until that just isn't going to happen now. It's not a large enough dollar amount, I think, to, to register enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Monopolies are okay, kids, as long as you're not making that much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think you think about it, uh, their margin is, I mean, depending on the publisher, 10-ish percent diamond. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. That, that's all they're getting off a of cover price is, is about 10-ish wow. percent. So again, they win in numbers. Yeah. Um, and who else is going to take the time to set up the distribution to really do that? Um, Epitaph with Steve Niles working on that makes sense because they're looking to get into places like Hot Topic and record stores, the demographic that really should be reading comic books that doesn't. That's something Michael yeah. and I have been talking about for a few years. Here's something, How do you tap uh, into that? Here's yeah, something crazy. Something. What if I'm just going to throw that out there? The one company that does have a uh, distribution network that could do it, what if Archie Comic opened a similar something to Diamond? Because they do have the distribution all over the place. And even that's, the well, that's because they're going through magazine distributors. And that's the other one, too. You have places like Aramark, I think they're called, and some of the other large magazine distributors. Okay. So that's the other way. Um, that's one of the other ways. It's not as large as Diamond with comics. So, so it's not Archie's distribution. It's that they're tapping into a magazine distributor. Sorry, I used to work in a bookstore. <laughs> okay. No, that's nice. It's uh, it's good to have that knowledge. I never really thought about Archie. but I try not well, to think about Archie. Now, now I can't get it out of my brain. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Archie? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 one, I don't write funny. And I don't write kids. I try. I mean, I, I can be funny sometimes, but I'm not a, I don't write funny because I'm not that funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't write kids because my ideas are, tend to be a little bit too odd for children. <laughs> Family friendly, maybe. Children specifically, bah, it'll be an exercise. How about yeah. you, Michael? Oh, you know, I'm definitely funnier than Eric. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I've always thought that's an untapped market too. Comics, you know, I mean, there's comics for kids, but they're like, you know, Scooby Doo and Sonic the Hedgehog, like my kid likes to. But there's no like children's books that are written like a comic to help kids, you know, learn how to read a comic. It seems to be a, a you know bigger problem from people I hear that they they don't know how to read comics. Like they don't they don't get it. Like they they don't get it. I have heard that before. Yeah, my my yeah. fiance is the same way. She's like. Well, it might be because I gave her uh, J.H. Williams the third's uh, Batwoman to read. Yeah, that probably wasn't the best. Probably not the best uh, first step into comics. <laughs> she was like, "I don't know where to go on the page." <laughs> Let's. I want to give Diamond props on one thing, and that's um, October. So August previews is actually going to be Children's Comic Month. Oh, cool. So there are children's comics out there. Um, it, it's just I, I don't think a lot of comic book stores really embrace that because the kids aren't going in of that age. Parents don't think I'm going to go buy you know comic books for my kids unless they're already part of that dwindling demographic. Yeah, like like me. I bring my kid right. Up, but... Are you going to go look for you know specifically kids' books? And Arcana does some kids' books as well. Yeah, like um, the one I mentioned, so... uh, those little guys, uh, furry balls. The Guai. Yeah. I don't remember. I know I reviewed the first issue. That's all I remember. Yeah, we have several. And I am going to try and write a children's book. But it will end up being probably more, like I said, family-friendly. Dark. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it would be a really cool... Isn't it the case that the good good com- kids for... Uh, good comics for kids are not written, like... Are not, like, toned down, like... For example, yeah. something like Bone or what we used to, what we used to read as kids when we used to you read the Marvels and the DCs, they weren't kind of a dummy down for us. They were just written, right? Mm-hmm. And we, mm-hmm. we got them. We, we didn't have like we didn't have to have the DC Nation stuff to figure it out. Like, exactly. 
Yeah, well, and that reminds me of something else. Um, I, for some reason, this made me think of uh, Mari Sendak, who wrote, you know, Where the Wild Things Are and uh, several other uh, children's books. Yeah. He always said that he was never writing, uh, you know, for that market. He was uh, drawing and writing these books that he thought were, you know, brilliant. And some publisher came along and said, you're making children's books. And he was like, okay. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I think that's how it should be, though, because... I think in a lot of cases, and again, this is coming from working in the bookstore and stuff, I think a lot of people that quote-unquote write children's books do it as a cop-out. Yeah. Um, and I've actually, this is years ago, but I had somebody read something that I wrote, and they said that it read like a, a children's book. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's actually an insult in this case. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like video games that are made for kids. They, yeah. they skimp on the development money because because do kids really care that much? Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter if it's a if it's an eight bit looking game from nineteen eighty five. No, because it's kids; they don't care, mm -hmm. and it's not really fair to children. I mean, they should get the same attention on all the stuff that adults get. I mean, you don't need a hundred and fifty million dollar budget to make a kids movie necessarily, but if the story calls for it, you should have it or don't make it. Yeah. So the same well, with comics. I always kind of use the barometer, like, um, my first comic book was a Punisher War Journal. I was, <laughs> I was six years old. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, I, there was never really that uh, whole um, kids' comic market, except for, you know, uh, Batman Adventures and, sure. um, you know, the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Digest and stuff like that. Um, other than that, it was all, you know... Regular comic books that I was reading. I'm, I'm still spinning on six years old when Punisher War Journal was coming out. <laughs> was Jim Lee drawing it too? <laughs> or was I'm it not that, Jim Lee I'm when you were six young. years old? <laughs> no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm just, not checking, that just checking. I was in high school, so, you know, when that stuff happened. And yeah. Michael was already, you know, married with children. No, I'm kidding. Well, um, let me see. Uh, wait, Jim, Jim, Lee's, Jim Lee's X Men, uh, number one, probably came out when I was. Uh, yeah, when I was six. Wow. I mean, probably, what? yeah. When was it? Was it 91 or 92? All I know is I went to the Mighty Mutant Tour, which is a convention in San Diego, mm -hmm. like the year before that came out. It was when uh, um, Jim Lee was doing Uncanny X-Men. I think Wills Portacio was doing uh, X-Factor, and Rob Liefeld was probably doing New Mutants. Oh, yeah, um, I remember those yeah. days. Right before the image split. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it must have been 91 then. You're right. There you go. So I would have been five, actually. Wow. <laughs> I, I say you're young, but that doesn't really make you that young anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. It just makes us old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'm getting the arthritis. <laughs> you're welcome for making you feel so old. <laughs> no, no, no. I write comics. I don't feel old one oh, day. Yeah. Never grew up. <laughs> nope. Really? I was born. I was born forty, and I I never have caught up to it. <laughs> I've been telling people that since I was like six. Seriously, <laughs> I was born forty. Yeah. So, uh, what is what's what's Arcana's um, you know kind of uh, their outlook for the next uh, year or so? What are you guys planning on doing? That's you know gonna. You guys have anything big? Uh, coming up? Or? Oh my gosh. Um, there are some things I wish I could talk about, but I can't. <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and I say that seriously because, I, I mean, one of the reasons why I'm as involved in the publisher as I am 
because when you become involved with with uh, with any organization, I mean, you you can dip your toes in it or you can go all in. And it took me meeting Sean in person um, in 2010 to realize that uh, this guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of things that you see happening in any in any company, any com- any company, any government, any organization. What you see is not always what's really going on. So there's always stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, yeah. And with, with Arcana, I mean, you, you know about the Blue Water thing. You obviously knew about the Devil's Due thing. Um, there was a press release that went out several weeks ago about a deal with um, Bender Spink. Mm-hmm. And Bender Spink is the uh, production company behind The Hangover. And uh, Butterfly Effect, um, History of Violence, and just a bunch of stuff. Uh, they're a huge production company, and we're doing this imprint called Arcana Bender Spink. And actually, both Michael and I are involved directly writing some of those titles. And uh, I'm the, uh, I guess I'm the project manager of the of the whole thing. And it's 20 different graphic novels that are in development that um, are all kind of these little brainchilds. No, not little brainchilds. These brainchilds of Sean and Bender Spink. And then we're just basically they look to the creators um, like Michael and I to say, well, here's what we think from a comic book approach we would do with, with, with these ideas. Not thinking Hollywood. Now, the big thing is you have these ideas that you think, oh, well, we probably could make a movie out of it or whatever. But from a creator perspective, that's not our point. We take this concept and we say, well, we're comic book folks. What would we do with it? And so we say, this is what we do with it. We write up a treatment, we send it to them, and they say, you know what? That's a great idea. Do it. And so we wow. do it. So that's that's one of the bigger ones we have going on. Intrinsic is going to be an ongoing thing, um, I, I, I feel, because uh, based on pre-orders of um, the Free Comic Book Day edition, and I'm not allowed to talk numbers, but it's it blows any previous year Free Comic Book Day numbers for Arcana out of the water by leaps and bounds. Interesting. And everybody that's looked at it has enjoyed it. And I kind of see it as like, I realize today it's kind of... Um, become my homage to the Dark Avengers meets the Fantastic Four, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Um, because you can't get Michael or myself involved in a project and, and, and have it completely, um, like I said, cookie cutter. Yeah. yeah. So if, if the intrinsic is Arcana's answer to the <clears throat> Avengers, then, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be what you'd expect. Um, so we do have some other things. We'll be re-releasing some of the Blue Water titles, uh, that have you know fallen into history, and um, we have a lot of really cool projects coming up. Not just mine and Michael's, but other cool stuff. And now that I'm actually arranging for some of the the talent, uh, people coming to me with submissions and stuff, I'm 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 finding all these really cool things out there that I'm like I want to publish that. And it's it's great to be able to look at things and think critically. You know, is there a market for this? Is this entertaining? Is it different? And, and all that, and, I, and I'm, I'm happy to say that, you know, despite seeing literally hundreds of submissions at this point, I'm still excited about things like Vent uh, from Michael and some of the other things that we have going on. So it's it's kind of great to embrace um, other people's ideas and, and and welcome them into the fold as much as your own ideas. You know, mm-hmm. definitely. So one of the, I guess one of the things that I'm wondering is. Um, did you guys pick up that uh, that Vincent Price book from Blue Water? Is that something that you guys are? Uh, Vincent Price presents one of those. Yeah, is that the one? Yep. No, we okay. did get uh, Lionsgate's uh, Leprechaun and Warlock. 
<laughs> and, oh my gosh, I would love to do something with Warlock. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually have a little dream list that I sent to Sean not too long ago of, why don't we look at getting these? Because mm-hmm. there are some things that I'd like to play with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool because you look at things that you're a fan of and, and think, you know what, some of these things haven't been touched in years. It's, it's kind of like art and entertainment, taking a look at the old um, Atlas books yeah. and bringing those yeah. back and, and Dark Horse working with Jim Shooter to bring back the Valiant titles, and then the ones that weren't originally, well, yeah, Valiant got them from Gold Key. So the ones that weren't Gold Key that were original Valiant creations are now going to start again as Valiant books. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really great as an industry, I think, to look at these ideas and think, you know what, I don't feel that the comic book fans are really done with these ideas. I mean, we're all about new and the, the, the new ideas and, and all that stuff, but that doesn't mean you have to set everything else on the shelf. Yeah. And I know that Marvel and DC have been around for, for eons, but it's it's still cool to think, well, what would I do different with this book or that book? No. Exactly. So. How did you guys... Um, another another question that kind of uh, harkens back to Carpet Bomb, the Hulk uh, and Bizarro webcomic you guys had? <laughs> Go, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Was that all Michael? Oh yeah, go yeah. for it. Hilarious. Well, um, how, how did you guys get around, um, you know, uh, copyright stuff? Is it did it fall I, into that satire realm, or I, that's what I was always hoping. It's, okay. It's, <laughs> and then the other thing I was hoping is not enough people saw it that nobody else <laughs> was aware of it. Because <laughs> yeah, it just it just started as a. I was talking with a buddy of mine, an instant messenger. And uh, I just did it to make him laugh and make me laugh. And then mm-hmm. I sort of spun I don't know how many I ended up doing, but it was just so much fun to do and, and take that and poke fun at, at the comic industry as a whole through those goofy characters. And, well, um, you even did a full issue. You did a full 20 page, 22 page issue of Hulk. I think it was, it wasn't, it was right. like 16 ish pages. Oh, okay. And it was poking fun at all the, you know, the big crossover books and the secret mystery villain. That... <laughs> it's hilarious. The, the one with the, with the pants, right? Yeah, the, the pants okay. cosmic. Yes, the pants <laughs> cosmic. And and just to to touch on that from from our perspective too, we really wanted to take that and get it a little more exposure by putting it in one of those magazines that we were working on. Mm-hmm. And um, we asked, and we were basically told, no, yeah. Not gonna. Yep. <laughs> so doing it on a website where you're getting uh, X amount of traffic is one thing, but going and actually publishing something—that's where you have Big Brother coming down to say, "I say thee nay." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny though, man. I mean, it's like uh, I guess in, it would be like a political cartoon, but for you know a pop culture audience. I don't see why it would be uh, an issue, you know. But it always has kind of—I've always been like, man, you know, if I. I don't know how they get away with this. <laughs> Is it still available? Um, I don't think I have it online anywhere. I've got them all archived. Okay. So if you guys want to see them, I'll send them to you. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. You I, could write I, an I article about it's it. It's still a link you could just pass over on, on your 50-foot site. I think, yeah, I think I have them on yeah. my There's no direct link to it. But. Um, what's your what's your buddy's name, uh, G-Man? What's uh, G. Russo? Yeah, um, Gia Russo, yeah. So uh, the, the difference with like a Gia Russo that, that does G-Man and, and did some of those things like in, in the back, yeah, the mini Marvels and stuff, working for the company to do things for the company, poking fun yeah. at the company, 
Mm-hmm. It's like Marvel has their own version of Robot Chicken. If yeah. you're there doing it, it's okay. <laughs> if if uh, and you can poke fun all you want outside of it, but if you're if you're going to try and make any sort of profit out of it in any sort of way, they have every right to, I think, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to smack you down for doing it. I mean, we're not Mad Magazine, um, yeah, which is owned by the DC. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> That's why there's all that DC stuff on yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, how about uh, Boom? They just, uh, what's that, that guy from Bleeding Cool now has a bunch of, like, satire comics about Marvel characters. Richard Johnson? Yeah, that's it. Well, he's used to doing stuff like that. Satirical is different, though. Okay. Because you're you're not exactly copying. You're taking the arc- archetype, mm-hmm. and you're running with it. And it's obvious, okay, well, that's a Superman clone. That's a whatever clone, but it's still sure. different because there are a billion Superman clones out there. Okay. Yeah. Hell, we probably have one or two. You know, but it's, yeah. Well, there's also those guys from Montreal. I don't remember their names. Um, they also have like a one-page comic every day. Uh, this one isn't it like in the gutters or something? Yeah, something. Yeah, those guys. Uh, they they make fun of a every day like a topic or something. Uh, oh, I, I do know who you're talking about. I think Zaxon. Zaxon is uh, one of their uh, scathing. <laughs> Comic commentaries on um, comics journalism or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's those comics guys? journalism anyway. I mean, don't we don't we all just write about what we like? Yeah, exactly. And kind of go off on that. I mean, you no, know, some of us are professional journalists. I take offense to that, sir. I, 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 I may have published, you know, I may have published a magazine that was distributed by Diamond, but I never considered myself a professional journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking here, by the way. I do officially consider myself a comic book writer, though. Okay. There you go. Well, I was working for the bin when I was in Afghanistan, so I guess I could say I was an embed journalist. Oh, you were a war correspondent. Yeah. Wow. And then... I'm a legit journalist, man. Yeah, he's a war correspondent for the bin. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. What comics did you you get out in the field? Uh, Illegal ones. (laughs) (laughs) I do like... I talked about this before, but I neglected to mention that I'm such an obsessive, compulsive uh, collector of comics that most of the comics that I read out there that I liked, I went back and bought uh, hard copies of. So I wasn't stealing anything from those creators. And I'm saying that he was working for his country, so (laughs) he's allowed to. So I bet when you got back home, you went to your local comic book shop and they had a long box full of books that were willing to pay for it. It was ridiculous. It was... uh, well, it was actually my fiance was going to. It was uh, SoCal Comics. Um, she was going there every week and picking up my stuff and keeping it in like these big, uh, you know, plastic containers for me for when I got back. Wow, she's there were, cool. There were hundreds and hundreds of comics when I got back. It was oh it was, Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so hey, cool. Michael. Michael, you remember SoCal Comics, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Was that the guy? <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah, if, if, it, if, it, if it was not for SoCal Comics, I would not be as far ahead in Arcana Comics as I am today. Really? We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that and just say it it's in a bad way. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Fences have been mended. Interesting. Okay. And some stuff went down. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yep. Let's say Michael would not have flown out to San Diego in 2009 if he had known how things were going to go down, right? <laughs> or was that 2010? Sorry, 2010. 
yeah, yeah. Wow. Oof. Yeah. Have you guys had like a signing there or something? Or uh, no. we were supposed to have a table there at their so Comics at their booth. Oh, yeah. at their booth. Okay, interesting. They <laughs> sublet. <laughs> interesting. So, I did, yeah, did not know that they did that. Yeah, it's, it's all legit. I mean, it's it's not a big deal to, to do that. A lot of a lot of retailers do that because it helps bring attention to the booths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just you know, some weird stuff happened. So we ended up um, very late in the game asking for um, Arcana to embrace us as brothers, and they did. Luckily. Oh, luckily, yes. we had Zadura going at the time, too. So. Yes, yes, exactly. So yeah, we, just, we only had Zadura. We didn't have any of our books finished at the time. We had Faction 1, Citizens 1, and Zadura. So, yeah. Yes. Wow. So they did, you, they did you guys a favor, right? <laughs> they really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You actually owe them now. <laughs> Uh, one shiny penny yes <laughs> yeah you guys should have the penny do you yeah I, I, I have to quantify it just so it can't be held against me later one penny okay. put it in the box I'll mail it Very nice. I'll even use a stamp oh, cool. <laughs> I'll let them know that you send your regards next time I'm in there <laughs> do you live in San Diego still I do yep I am actually, I'm an implant now. Uh, I, I'm going to school out here full-time, and uh, I don't think we're leaving anytime soon. So School's for fools, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, didn't I say I'm still taking classes? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. SoCal Comics is, I would say, in that area, uh, the, best, uh, the best store that's there. I got yeah. a lot of respect for the store. Yeah, I mean, I, I just go there and pick up my comics. I don't really... Uh, no, I keep my head down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know you guys have a lot of cool comic shops up in uh, Oceanside. There's one right on, um, is it Pacific? Coast Highway. Coast, yep. It's yeah. huge. I like that place a lot. Uh, which one? I mean, there is. there used to be one called the House of Armand, which um, when I moved to Southern California back in 1989, I was missing a comic book store that I used to go to when I lived in Virginia, mm -hmm. and uh, which has since closed. I'm very sad about that. Infinity Comics, Manassas, Virginia. Rest in peace. Um, so uh, we found this place called the House of Armand uh, in, in Oceanside, and I used to even go with the owner to uh, – I think he went to Orange County to pick up his books from Diamond. Um, that's, that's how entrenched I was in that store. Um, but after a number of years, they kind of changed, and their gear went more towards supporting the military and providing internet access and stuff. So, oh, uh, interesting. Now, Steve's Comic Kitchen is 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 probably I think it's the the biggest. Yeah, it's the biggest one in Oceanside, and it's where I, I still think go. that's the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, Steve's a good guy. I, I I've been shopping there for probably more than ten years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, definitely more than ten years. Um, but yeah, there are several I go to, uh, here and there. There are, I think five or so in North County. Hmm. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a huge one in El Cajon. If you take the, uh, eight East to, I think it's El Cajon Boulevard. I think it's called comics and stuff comics or stuff. Yeah. 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 They have a couple large locations and they also off and on have, um, mall ones. Yeah. There's one in Mission Valley that I know of. But the one that they have in El Cajon is, uh, man, that, that place, I don't know if I've ever, well, I've been to Mile High in Denver, so I have seen bigger stores, but other than that, uh, that might be the biggest one I've seen. 
Michael, where, where do you get your comics? Oh, I got a little local shop here in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, <laughs> Granite City Comics, they've been around for, uh, I've been going there for 20 years, 25 years, ever since I was in grade school. Oh, wow. Um, so where, are you, where are you going on free comic book day, Michael? Uh, that would be The Source in uh, North Minneapolis there, Falcon Heights. There you go. That's a very cool shop. They have you know, games and toys and everything, models, tons of trades. It's a really cool place. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think when you're a collector, you have your local shop, and then you have the place that you go when you can get there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey. You know, like so SoCal <laughs> Comics was has been that for me as far as yeah, uh, you know true. when I can get there, I like going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like the store that has everything, but you don't go there necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then there's your real store, your your your, bread, your, your bread and butter store. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and, and I mentioned Free Comic Book Day because that's something I forgot to mention. Is Arcana is having events at a lot of states in the United States at various stores and a lot of creators. So Michael and uh, one other Arcana creator are going to be at the source in uh, Minnesota. And there are several of us that are going to be up at Four Color Fantasies in Rancho Cucamonga. Wow, and some nice. other guys that met at the Comic Bug in Manhattan Beach. Um, so, yeah, that's where you should go on Free Comic Book Day is go up to uh, Four Color Fantasies, Dan. Okay. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll give you a free copy of Faction and Citizens too, and I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a sideshows poster, and I might even give you a preview book of Champions: The Wild Weird West. You know, uh, you, could, you know, you could give Dan a, a little bit more books because you know he's going to review them at the bin. So you know, yeah. <laughs> but I know he's going to give me good reviews. That's the <laughs> we'll, we'll do the whole uh, comic book resources exclusive thing. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, uh, nobody has actually seen. Today was the first day Michael and I have seen the Champions Well Weird West preview book. Really interesting. Yeah, because we created it months ago, and um, it was supposed to be for a convention that we ended up not doing, mm-hmm. and so it's been sitting in Vancouver hmm. Very nice. for a while. Yep. So, so uh, now it's finally, it's finally seen the light of day, huh? Yeah, I wish I had one okay. right next. It looks it, really cool. Yeah. From what I um. I mean, just from looking at the the cover and reading the uh, the synopsis of the book, kind of reminds me of like uh, Samurai Jack meets uh, the Sixth Gun. Don't say kinda... Sixth Gun. Don't you? Do... That's the... <laughs> I'm kidding. That's the book I was actually talking about because we had the okay. idea for Champions of Wild Weird West. We were in the middle of working on it. Some of the, a nice <laughs> chunk of the script was written. The entire synopsis was written, and yeah. then we hear about this Sixth Gun book coming out, and then it comes oh. out, and we're like, crap. And I made sure I didn't read a single issue of it because I was like. Man, that's just not fair. But, you know, I <laughs> yeah. wish them all the success. They're doing really well with it. They actually have a, a yeah. silent issue coming up. It's true. Number 21. Yeah. Near the G.I. Joe 21 from back in the, the 80s. There you go. I, you see, you'd know that number. <laughs> didn't, you send, didn't you send me a panel of one, one of those issues one point a couple of years ago? I think I, I think you might have. Yeah, I think you did. So that's, yeah. one of, that's one of the single best issues of a comic ever, I have to say, the G.I. Joe 21. I, I liked the... Um, the 9-11 memorial um issue was it uh oh it's like a bunch of marvel ones did that the same month didn't they amazing yep. spider-man i made the amazing spider-man one with the black cover yeah. that one yeah. was with, phenomenal uh, john romita jr artwork mm-hmm. right and yeah, a, yep. Yep, yep really phenomenal issue uh but yeah so <laughs> i guess um, I will See, everybody all over the board plagiarized. <laughs> <laughs> you plagiarized the six oh, gun when that comes out <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read a scathing review. <laughs> just like the six gun. What the hell? I was hoping the six gun would be really bad too, but it's really awesome. So it's just it's it's good and bad. It's good for us because you know maybe it'll bring attention to weird the uh, psychedelic western stories. So yeah. Well, you know the cool thing is that uh, like we've been seeing things go in cycles. Like uh, I guess the newest trend is fairy tales, and I think. Uh, yeah. um, the Wizard of Oz uh, content is uh, getting bigger now, more popular. But I think uh, Western stuff is going to be in vogue soon again. Are you saying uh, zombies are they dead? They keep trying. They keep yeah. trying. I I'll think look. that it needs something to it. it needs something else. Zombies yeah. are dead. Is that it? What's that? Zombies. Zombies. Well, that's been... I think that made a... a Kill that me. kind of rose up again in 2003. Zombies, and they've just been kind of perpetuating it. Yeah. Wait, oh, wait, oh, no, there are zombies in Champions of the Wild Weird West. Darn yeah. it. <laughs> Here's the twist, though. Champions of the Wild Weird West is actually family-friendly. It's a family-friendly supernatural western. Oh, cool. I'm not going to say kids' book because we wrote it. Yeah, right. uh, so all I had to do was, when we were writing the scripts, I had to go back and double-check what Michael wrote and take out the husbands. Because, <laughs> as I said, he's a very creative cusser. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. So when I'm going to letter the books, <laughs> just got to take out the cuss words. You got to do that whole, um, uh, what was the Frank Miller Batman and Robin? All-Star Batman and Robin, where you just put that line through. Uh, oh, yeah. I was, I was but thinking. But, like, you can still read the, you can still yeah. read the obscenities underneath. <laughs> I, I was thinking the Christmas story. Fudge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't really say fudge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're we're looking. See, it's it's funny. We're just looking forward to I think everything we have coming out. Sideshows we put so much into, and I was so relieved to see it hit the stands. And I still want everybody to go out and buy it. But now I'm like, okay, we have this other stuff, and finally going to get to show people what we've been doing. Yeah, and, uh, well, I'm sure yeah. it's like you've been working on sideshows for. Uh, I mean, you guys probably finished sideshows months ago. So you're probably excited about the new stuff that's coming out, but you have an obligation to still be excited about the stuff that you're finally yeah. finished with. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Sideshows, we completely finished it. Was it in Was it in June of 2010 or 2011? It's hard to say because it, with the magazine in the middle there, it, it, you know, it spanned like a year, two years before we you know, were able to finish it. So it's kind of a blur. Yeah, it's like I wrote half the script and Michael was drawing it. And then we get sidetracked by the magazine, and then I finished writing the script in like uh, probably a week, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, somewhere at the, at the tail end of everything. But that's kind of how it, I think how it runs a lot of times with us is we have these ideas, and we kind of you have to let them percolate for a while. So you do what you can, and then you get sidetracked, and you go revisit it. Um, the the one that I'm really wanting to unleash on the world right now, and it's fresh in my mind because we get like a new page from Giannis every couple of days is Deadly Harvest. And that one, um, yeah, it's ridiculous. And that's kind of like a hard sci-fi uh, no, comic it, book? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, um, if you can picture it, and I'm sorry to do the Hollywood pitch because sometimes you have to think that way. It's easier to get points across. Exactly. Deadliest, deadliest Catch meets Armageddon meets Alien. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. The high concept. <laughs> That's the high concept. And it's it's miners and pirates and aliens uh, traveling at high speeds on asteroids toward distant stars. Nice. Uh, I, hope it has, I hope it has Captain Jack. <laughs> no Captain Jack. No. Captain Pam and Captain Lane. Okay. Damn. I just I just ruined the entire story. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Again, 
that's some, that's got some amazing artwork by uh, oh my gosh yeah, he's he's doing a killer job on that and it, it's cool. it's funny how things work out you know you you have art that's being worked on for a while and you eventually you find an inker and you're looking around for a colorist and nobody's really working out and then one day this guy says you know hey i want to try it you give him a page he gives it back and you just kind of go what <laughs> and uh, this guy Doug Spencer is doing the colors on it, and it's—I mean, it's—he uh, should win some awards when this thing comes out because it's ridiculous on the colors. Hmm. And he tells me that the coloring community gives him a hard time because they say he over-renders. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, over-rendering to me is when you take something and when it's colored, you can't see the line work anymore. Exactly, it washes everything out, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and it looks like a an, like oils or something. Yeah. And, and this yeah. isn't—have uh, I shown you any of that, Dan? I think you had sent some along, yep. Okay. Well, I, I, I have um, an official PDF preview that I made of it I can send you. I, I oh, just, yeah, definitely. I'd love to I, see that. I have such a sense of pride for the book, not just because of the concept or the writing. Um, the first, it's funny because that's this one of, another one of those scripts. That the first quarter of that book, I couldn't tell you who wrote what page. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's how in tune Michael and I were on writing that. We were just passing the script back and forth. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the best feelings. And the scene that come to life with such talented people, it just, uh, yeah, I'm actually getting goosebumps here talking about it. <laughs> this is a family show. Take it easy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I um, don't want to keep you too much longer. It's yeah. only seven or nine. Yeah, I, I know. I'm a oh, wait, it's full-time probably... student. <laughs> what time is it? What time is it for you, Herbie? It's uh, nine, ten. No, just uh, eight. Oh, it's only eight. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. He's, I was thinking. He's in that abstract of mountain time. Oh, no, oh. where <laughs> nobody lives. It's kind of like limbo. <laughs> I like mountain time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but think about it. Mountain time. Mountain time for somebody who who lives on the east coast or on the west coast is really kind of like an abstract idea, isn't it? It's oh. mountain, mountain time. <laughs> It's, is it one hour different? Is it two hours different? It just depends. It's yeah. just one hour. It's just one hour. Everybody's <laughs> getting upset about it. <laughs> it depends on my. It depends on my mood. What time it is in Mountain Time? Well, soon. Uh, here's a big news: Comic Book Bin will be Eastern Time again. Woo-hoo. Yeah, your. Uh, when is your move? Uh, as soon as I can rent the condo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No one uh, on your door. Uh, well, they didn't yeah. knock during the podcast. That's, I guess, well, good or bad. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm moving to Toronto as soon as I can. So, uh, so officially I've changed all the time on the comic book bin articles. There'll be Eastern time again, but, uh, I'm hoping that I guess Eastern time will, well, Toronto will put us in touch with way more people. Yeah, there's a big uh, comic scene up there. Yeah, I mean it's it's huge, and like we'll be close to places like Minnesota and a Great Lakes, all of that. But who lives in Minnesota? Don't you know the West Coast <laughs> is the best coast? Oh, what well, <laughs> I know, like, obviously, I, well, that's, okay, that's what I hear. <laughs> I know, but yeah, life. East Coast, the Beast Coast. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Minnesota has more coastline than California, according to the uh, Travelers Bureau. With all our 10,000 lakes. Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. That's good to know. Well, I guess you're not in a perpetual drought, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's I live on the coast, but it's the desert. 
But um, um, you guys uh, all uh, use Twitter? Yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if people want to follow you, what, what's uh, the Twitter accounts? Uh, I think it's Michael-Nelson. Michael underscore Nelson. Okay. I, don't, I used to have my Facebook feed go there. Okay. Yeah, and, and mine is, I just have it as Carpetbomb Comic. Okay. No S, just Carpetbomb Comic. For, <laughs> there are a certain number of characters you can do for Twitter, so it's Carpetbomb Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I thought maybe somebody had beat you to that. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. The only thing anybody beat us to was our original name for Carpetbomb Comics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yep, it was originally Bearded Lady in honor of sideshows. Okay. Ah, cool. Yeah. Fun fact. That'll be Fun a fact. Trivial, trivial Pursuit someday. Yeah. <laughs> what was Michael Nelson and Eric Hendricks' original publisher name? <laughs> Back before it, no one... Wait, no one still knows who they are. <laughs> <laughs> we got sued by a t-shirt company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looked, seriously, yeah, they, we, we got a, a letter from a t-shirt a cease and desist from a t-shirt really? company wow. because they were dabbling in, in doing a webcomic. Interesting. We never got a cease and desist for Hulk and Bizarre, but we got one. <laughs> from a t-shirt company? Yeah. T-shirt company. Jeez. We tried to explain the differences between a t-shirt company and a comic book company, mm-hmm. and they didn't see it. Go <laughs> <Little> figure. <laughs> you might want to do comics someday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dan, I'm going to have my friend Dan sue you because you've got his same first name. <laughs> yeah. and he lived in lot. California for a lot of years <laughs> okay. so he was here first <laughs> you, know, awesome. you know what's so weird man I went to the uh, uh, ER a uh, few months ago because I had broken a bone in my foot and they had somebody with my exact name in their records <laughs> and they had me they had me uh, logged in as this person and, uh, you know, they were treating me and everything. And uh, the doctor's like, so what's your date of birth? And I gave it to her. And she's like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something crazy like, wait, you know, pause, dramatic moment. Yeah. You well, can't be here. You're yeah. dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, here it turns out it's some guy that, you know, is 20 years older than me. So I must look, uh, you know, pretty um pretty rugged for my age, I guess. <laughs> or they're thinking he looks pretty good for his age. Yeah, yeah. we're that, yeah. Yeah. I remember you. Last time we saw you, we were treating you for, um, you know, prostate cancer. do <laughs> 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 oh. For shingles. <laughs> for shingles. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, Eric will have to have a mandate to SoCal Comics sometime. Uh We'll uh, reunite you with uh, <laughs> the management there. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, no. I, I Actually, Comic-Con last year, I went up and shook hands. So. Oh, okay. Hey, Seriously. remember me? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Very nice. Well, uh, I'm glad that we finally got you guys on the show. Yeah. Um, Very cool. It was cool. a lot of fun. Uh, great discussion. Really looking forward to... Um, the stuff that you guys have coming out. and Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff uh, coming. Did you take so notes? Cool. Do you remember what they are? Can you tell us? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got the notes right <laughs> here. Man. Yes. Very cool. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank oh, you very much, welcome. Bro. We'll have to do uh, this again. So. You guys, yeah. please remember to go download the Comic Book Bin apps. 
uh, comic book and, and uh, they come on more platforms than Arcana Comicsology apparently. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, and let's see if you guys can find your local stores in there. <laughs> yeah, we have a uh, comic book shop locator, which uh, apparently works better than. Um, Other store locators like Comixology. Gosh, I could have used that in 2009 when I was cold calling so many stores to try and get them to buy Faction through Haven. Oh, interesting. That's a Very good hard. one. <laughs> Very hard. That's a, that's a good thing to use the app for. I mean, it works. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. can even call uh, out of state. Uh, uh, you can find stores anywhere. And mm -hmm. like, like saying, I've tested it in China and Belgium, and it works. So. Yeah, it's. <laughs> So I want to set up a signing. Michael, I'm going to set up a signing for you in Belgium next week. Can you make it? I'm going to have Michelle ship 50 copies of Sideshows to a random shop in Belgium. I want you to fly there and find it on your dime. It's going to turn out like that movie in Bruges, huh? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was too, yeah, too obscure reference, I guess. <laughs> no, there's a review at the bin on, of that movie. Of in Bruges? Of course. Oh, that's a great movie, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen it? No. No. Go watch that movie. It's so good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. It's with Colin Farrell, but I mean, well. Yeah. Well, I won't yeah. hold that against it. Yeah, no. exactly. He's, 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 a, he's actually pretty good in that movie. Yeah he's, a, yeah, he's very good in that movie. I mean, it's probably his best performance. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. Anyways. Um, yeah. Thanks, thanks again for joining us, guys. And um, keep us what? updated. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, we have notes, of course. So <laughs> um, we'll refer back to those, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys around uh, at some conventions. We'll both be at Herbie and I will be at uh, Comic Con this year as well. Awesome. Well, uh, booth twenty four fifteen. I'll be 20. there un unless I can get away for the booth for you know. Last year was half an hour, so <laughs> well, I'll be there. <laughs> the glamorous life of a comic book professional. <laughs> wow. No, it's a glamorous life of, of someone who runs a booth that's larger yeah. than a single table. A 20 by 20 booth is not fun to run um, when that. you don't have a whole lot of uh, support. And when you're obsessive compulsive like me and like to run everything. Yeah. <laughs> Michael knows nothing about me being OCD and, and trying to run everything. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm. I said sarcasm. <laughs> But, uh... Anyways, uh, yeah. looking forward to the free comic book day, uh, intrinsic issue. Yes. And, um, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have some reviews of your stuff up on the site. I'm still working on my review of, uh, side shows. I got a little side, sidetracked, um, <laughs> by, <laughs> <yeah>. by schoolwork <laughs> and stuff, but uh, I'm on top of it. That's, it's a great book. And, awesome. uh, so, oh yeah, really? You asked, you said, what are plans for sideshows after this? Yeah. yeah. We never told you. We're actually, we're talking about um, maybe getting some other artistic assistance involved at some point, but also maybe doing a series of like one shots or something oh, to cool. continue the story beyond where it is now because, well, I won't ruin it for you because like, yeah. you, you read it. You read the whole thing. Yeah, right? I read it. But... Okay, okay. So, you, you know, I mean... Uh, I'm really big on leaving a couple things dangling at the end. I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're definitely planning on, we have things planned for what's next. The synopses are already written. It's just a matter of breaking them into little chunks and making 
single issues of them or whatever, whether we digi- do those as digitally exclusive and eventually <laughs> compile them to trades or whatever. We'll yeah. see, but we are doing more. We just have to get some things finished. Cool. Good. Yes. Exciting stuff, man. And I will shut up because I can just keep on talking. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we can too. <laughs> we have before. I felt like yes. keeping up with Eric because he does all the talking for me. <laughs> I shut up from time to time. <laughs> Michael, you shut your mouth. <laughs> You're talking too much. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. No, you do a good job. That's why, you know, partnering up with you in the first place, because you're an awesome promoter and a really smart, intelligent, good-talking dude. So, Shameless. Shameless. Shameless, shameless marketing. Shameless. Yes. <laughs> That's why you were promoted to VP of Miscellany. Yes. <laughs> miscellany. Because you could talk about anything forever, right? <laughs> I've had to cold call a lot of stores recently to try and set up signings for people for free comic book day. And, um, yeah. <laughs> but I had I had Do to people hang up on you? No, no, I never had people hanging up on me. It's just a matter of oh, my name is Eric Henderson, calling from Arcana Comics. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> you know, just gotta go from there. But it's the same thing with with uh, with Small Press Idol. The 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 difference there was you're talking about a book you want them to buy, and they say, "Is it with Diamond?" No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I only Ouch. order books for Diamond. Okay. Ouch. Thanks. That's too bad. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, uh, awesome. so I guess this was a great talk, guys. Uh, thank you it for really showing was. up. Yeah. And, uh, that was me intentionally shutting up, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, thank you very much. It was uh, very nice. Cool. Yes, a lot of fun. Very nice. Being... <laughs> and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll see you guys at the con, and we'll uh, stay yeah. in touch. And uh, That should be cool, yeah. Yeah. And uh, everybody, look for... Uh, Sideshows. Um, I've seen it on Comicsology, but I have. Not, I don't know if I've seen it in uh, SoCal Comics. Maybe that's uh, just um, they're doing that out of spite. But <laughs> oh, I think it's, it's sold out. They ordered like 500 copies, and it sold out the day they got it. Oh, now, okay. um, your best shot probably to get it right now, if your local comic sh- shop doesn't have it, is to you know if you want to get it digitally, fine. Um, but the Arcana store at arcana.com you could look it up on in the store there and, and find it really easy they have them in stock and you can order them through amazon. amazon last time i checked it was sold out on amazon oh was it yeah that was a while ago you sold out on amazon i'm gonna send out a press release yeah you should <laughs> <laughs> that's huge oh yeah right <laughs> they ordered five copies and they sold them all yes <laughs> but uh second printing and you've got more books coming out uh, within the coming months, so people should be on the lookout for that. The Arcana Store also, um, you can pre-order on there. Um, and I guess that's it, huh? Yep. I think we covered everything. We solved We solved everyone's problems. <laughs> we solved all the world's problems in yep. an hour and, um, yeah, 40 <laughs> minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> Eric and I do that all the time. <laughs> This is nothing new. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't get us on the phone. You see what happens? <laughs> Next time we'll do one of those nice little email uh, things. Oh, gosh. We no, have, your pre-typed questions, please fill these in. <laughs> no, no, no. You should have a, a podcast dedicated to the brainstorming process and come up with an idea that's exclusively going to be a comic book bin development. We actually did that one already. Oh, fine. We when did that one. Did when did we do that? 
Uh, remember the what is it the the Starbucks? Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I even put We're a Kickstarter. To... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna try to make like an anthology magazine uh, for the comic book band and try to get it into coffee shops. <laughs> and I put a Kickstarter on it. Have you checked it since you put it up? I don't... I've never looked at it. <laughs> You know that you have to promote those things in order to get people to actually pledge yeah. money. Yeah. I don't think he was yeah. serious about it. But we're okay. going to go back. We're going to go back and I'll be like, 500 million percent of your goal has been reached. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just beat Order of the Stick. Yes. <laughs> but no, I, I like that idea. We should do something like that, Herve. We should, we should have like a brainstorming session on air and then... Uh, Produce it. <laughs> All right. Okay. If you'd like to have a seminar on the creative process, hmm. will... there is the there's the Eric Hendricks method, which you know, we could go we could delve into. It's it's very detailed and very boring to awesome. listen to me talk all the time like that. Sign me up. Yeah. I'm sold. First in line, I'll buy a ticket. Hmm. I'll send that one penny to SoCal for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll drop one in my in their uh, in their register next week, <laughs> and and put a little piece of paper on there with a piece of tape and say, "Yeah, I owe you from Eric Hendricks to SoCal." Yeah, I dare you <laughs> do it. <laughs> I won't even know what the heck it would be for. So yeah, yeah, yeah. water under the bridge, intentionally shutting up again. <laughs> I do love comic book. Uh, culture vendettas <laughs> you guys you guys are like the mark millar and uh grant morrison that nobody knows about <laughs> yeah, exactly. don't insult the guest <laughs> well the the difference is that we don't have the years in the industry to learn to hate what the industry is not today yeah so we're we are more of the mind to embrace how the market is today and trying to find a way to make markets work for rather than complain about the fact that the markets are not like yesteryear. Yeah. Well, I think it's the only way to make progress, you know. <laughs> and for, for anybody out there that wants to send me hate mail, it's erik at arcana.com. Um, I welcome all hate mail as long as it's under five megabytes. <laughs> if you'd like to send me hate mail, it's eric at arcana.com. <laughs> Thank you. And if you miss it, we... We have we all have the same uh, emails for some reason. That's good. Go figure. I will just... I will put I will put my hate mail in PDF format and uh, with all sorts of uh, bells and whistles, <laughs> so you can so it locks you out of your mailbox. <laughs> oh man, don't give anybody any ideas. It's it's like you ask for people to submit stuff to you, and you say specifically, please keep it under five megabytes, and they try and send you a thirty byte, megabyte mail. Oh, you have <laughs> you that problem too. why you can't get your mail. You have a problem too. Last week. <laughs> we have that problem all the time here. That's People one of the, one of the challenges. Yeah. Oh, for review. For oh, review. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it's one huge. of the challenges in dealing in, in the comic book industry at all is, is comic book art files are not small. Yeah. Uh, comic books are not small when you hit PDF form, unless you want really pixelated you know, garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes it a, a major challenge unless you're dealing in uh, FTP and Dropbox and, uh, you know, you send it and stuff like that. Yeah. Potentially shutting up again. 
Gmail. <laughs> no <laughs> Gmail. Gmail. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think uh, that concludes our podcast for this week. Everybody, thank you for listening very much, and uh, thanks again to our guests. It's been a wonderful chat, very uh, elucidating, and uh, I think some of the stuff that's you know coming down the pipe from Arcana is really exciting stuff. And uh, the stuff that's out already, uh, Sideshows is really wonderful book. And uh, I mean, you guys even have some, you know, professional industry support for that book, which is... I paid them all. Oh, you paid them all? <laughs> Life savings. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I, I think that speaks volumes for any, um, you know, independent uh, book uh, that's not Dark Horse or Image, you know. Uh, well, it's, see, this is me not shutting up again. The, the nicest yeah. thing that I got was Mark Wade. Yeah, quote and saying, and I really mean it. <laughs> Serious. That, that, that was, was such a good feeling. That's yeah. awesome. That was awesome. I love Mark Wade. <laughs> yeah. Just quick, right before we ended, I do want to make a plug for Mark Wade. I think um, he's the only person that's made me love a Daredevil comic. You know, screw the screw the Bendis uh, Malieve years. Uh, this is the first time I've ever picked up a Daredevil comic and just been completely blown away. Wow. But, yeah. I really liked the Kevin Smith ones personally. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. But he didn't even finish that run, did he? Yeah, he did. Did he? Okay. Yeah, he Maybe did. I'm thinking, oh, I'm saying that was, uh-huh, uh-huh, he did, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Waving the finger. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, have about, I have about 300 comic books stacked that need to be read, mm -hmm. and um, I need to read those. Yeah, you should get on to uh, the, the Daredevil series by Mark Wade. I mean, it's pretty incredible stuff. Artwork is I, I uh, pretty brilliant, too. For, for someone that can that can write mainstream comic books like he does, I mean, it, that's the whole thing, like, like I'm talking about with Michael and I. We try and bring a different approach to things. And despite the fact that he's able to write for a mainstream audience, he always tries to bring a different approach to everything that he does. Yep. And, and that's, I mean, that's commendable. I'm... I'm, if it's, I'm Sorry. Even if that new approach is just in atmosphere alone, it's it's uh, completely blows you away. It's almost like a completely new uh, a book, even though it's really not that different, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just a different um, insight, a different uh, way of looking at a certain character. It's 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 pretty pretty brilliant stuff. Well, it's like you have an onion, and some people peel away the layers. Mark Wade just kind of chops it in half and starts sticking the center. Yeah. Rubbing it in his eyes. Yes. <laughs> I burn with Daredevil. All right. Well, that was my plug for Mark Wade. Also, I think his ideas for uh, digital comics are interesting. Remember, yeah. those are not original. They were taken yeah, from their... Yeah, he stole those from Herbe. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's been working on a, on a comic book reader that, that's in the same format uh, for a few years now. But that's that uh, morphogenic uh, thing again. Combined with resources. Yeah. yeah. You've got to have the resources to be able to do the stuff. It's time that I didn't have. I mean, I've got the app already. It's the, it's the time I didn't have, so that I never finished it. But it's all, everything has been plotted. Everything is ready. And if you guys can crack my what is it called my Basecamp account, everything is there. The next the next seven <laughs> iteration of the app is there are there. So well, yeah, well, Mark I, Wade I, I, I made a I made a <laughs> poker game once. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
No, everything is in there. It's just that I didn't have time to do it. I mean, uh, and stuff. I was going to school too, so it didn't happen. Um, Sleep is optional. That's the biggest lesson that I can pass on to anybody who's listening. Sleep Actually, is optional. we had an issue this week about the apps. We were supposed to get a new version of the app ready. Then Apple uh, rejected the, whatever. They rejected the latest version of the app. Uh, apparently, it crashes in the latest version of the iPhone, so it's annoying. So I have to go back and get it fixed again, fix it and test it, and then submit it back. So it's annoying. Those things are annoying. It takes so much time and so much energy um, just to finish, a, just to add a little feature in the app. It's, it's annoying, so it's not easy to do those. Yeah. I love code. Oh, boy. Do you? Uh, yeah, I, that's actually my degree is in programming, but oh, I don't, wow. that's not what I do for my day job. Okay. Every day the stuff fades, but there's nothing quite like the feeling. Kind of like when you're an accountant, a balanced worksheet is a good feeling. A program that runs is a good feeling. When there's an error and you fix the error, it's a good feeling. Well, it's not easy when you're doing, I guess, 50 things at the same time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the app has to go back. I have to go and f- fix it again, test it. And I was like hoping it would be released this this year, uh, well this week, because it's been two years since the last update. Uh, boy, has it really? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, a year and a half. It's ridiculous. I mean, because I was finishing the thesis, so that's why yeah. I never I, I never released anything. But uh, yeah, so I have to go back and fix it again. Well, you shouldn't be here talking shop with us. You should be working on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I want an update. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh-huh. you have like 20 things you should do in two, Eric? <laughs> well, what do you think I'm so, doing while we're talking? No, yeah, we don't need to, to start going into multitasking uh, conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think we all have the same problem. I'm yeah. working on at least 10 things at any given time. Well, me too. Too much going on. That's all. Except right now, I've actually managed to not even eat my dinner that's sitting next to me. Just the oh. occasional sip from a soda. I've been yeah. focusing. Well, before we end this thing, let me plug something which I have to review. Uh, I never knew about that TV show. It's called Bob's Burger. Oh, yeah. Animated guess, one. Yeah. Bob's Burger. So, well, I guess I got the review. I got it only yesterday, so and it was released yesterday, so I couldn't review it before. It's actually quite funny. It's like one of those Fox shows, uh, one of those families again, mm-hmm. cartoon families. Uh, but those guys have a, like a kind of a New York accent or something like that, or New Jersey accent. Uh, and it's the father owns a burger joint that doesn't make much money. And he has a crazy family. And uh, very, very fun so far. Um, not sure if the series going to catch on with people, but who knows. And I'm also going to re- be reviewing... Um, it's called uh, X Men Anime something and the Iron Man Anime. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I have to watch them, I guess, tonight. See, that's why I can finish my apps. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch cartoons. Gotta watch cartoons. What are they showing? They showing those on Spike or G four? G four. G four. Yeah. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know. I watched a, a couple minutes of of uh, one of the X Men ones, and it's is interesting. If I yeah. took the time, I'm sure I'd enjoy it, but I, I don't really have the time to um, try and sit and appreciate anything that's not already on my DVR. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's why, I mean, they send me those uh, review units, so I have to review them. Uh, that's the contract I've got, you're, I guess. You're obligated. I'm obligated to review. Exclusive. I mean, I'd, be happy to, I'd be happy to review them if somebody wanted me to write a script for one. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> here's a good plug. That's a perfect plug. Anyway. We'll work for food. Yes. <laughs> we'll take low page rates for <laughs> awesome assignments. <laughs> All right, guys. Yep. Well, uh, I hope you guys have a good night, and um, maybe I'll see you on Free Comic Book Day. We'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what the traffic is like up to hey, uh, Rancho Cucamonga. At Rancho Cucamonga, it's going to be me, Sean DePasquale, De uh, who's the writer <laughs> of uh, Space Minnesota, and then Doc Wyatt, who's one of the producers of Napoleon Dynamite oh, wow, from cool. John Stewart's Daily Show. He has a book coming out called Creepsville, and he's going to be there promoting that um, there cool. as well. And then we'll have copies of Intrinsic, and I'll be giving away copies of Faction and Citizens and some other stuff. So we'll be up there at Rancho Cucamonga. It's cool. I do love the Daily Show. So, and and the reason why we're doing four color fantasies is because I asked Mark Wade. I said, Mark, if you were going to a shop in L.A. County to do a free comic book day event, where would you go? He said, go to four color fantasies. Oh wow! And so I called them and asked them if I could do an event there, and they said yes, yes. <laughs> Straight from so, the mouth of Wade. Yeah, and I mean, who else are you going to ask? Yeah, I mean, he's like, good, you know, he is great. L.A. Yeah. He has comics, pretty much. I mean, he has comics, and he's LA. He's <laughs> the man. He is. He is an encyclopedia of comic book knowledge. Yeah. I, I always thought it'd be cool to take a like list of like ten questions of really obscure stuff and ask him, but I don't think I can come up with clever enough questions that he wouldn't know the answers to. Yeah, exactly. I think he challenged people to do that at uh, was it WonderCon? I think it was WonderCon. He he put out the challenge that people should come to his panel and try to stump him. <laughs> but yeah. He's, he's pretty amazing. I am in all. Of, <laughs> I am in all of Mark Wade. <laughs> he was. He was probably one of the one of the single best things that got me comfortable with talking with um, professionals when I was still trying to get the notion that I knew that I had a clue. Mm -hmm. um, he was. He was at the Boom um, booth at San Diego in, in two thousand nine, and he had just finished a signing, and nobody was there. Hmm. Like wow. the, the signing was over. There were people there, but they had all just left. Yeah, and, and so he was still just sitting there, and I walked hmm. up with my wife, and he's just like, "Hi," <laughs> just totally nonchalant. I'm thinking, "Is this really Mark Wade?" You know, but he was yeah. he was that cool. And so when I got had the chance to interview him for Zadura, I mean, we got on the phone. I, I think we're on the phone for over two hours, um, wow. just talking shop, and it was yeah, it was an awesome thing, you know. So yeah, again, cool. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for real this time. <laughs> Are you sure? We're, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this time. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you again, guys, uh, for the fourth time. Uh, <laughs> for joining us. Really appreciate it. Once again, I'm really glad that we finally got you guys on, and we'll have to get you guys on again real soon. Maybe when um, uh, Evil Tree comes out or, or uh, whatever you guys want to talk about. Anytime, anytime. We'll be debuting four, all four of those books that are coming out later this year. We'll debut at San Diego this year. Oh, great. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So, yep. Thanks. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night, all right? All